Well, good morning. My name is Dwayne. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries, a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Today is August the 12th, and we are working our way through the book of Acts. Uh, last time we were together, we were in Acts chapter number 15. Turn down the volume there. Acts chapter number 15, and we got down to verse number 13. Now, bear in mind that uh, Peter has just finished his testimony, if you will, about how God had indeed uh, brought salvation to the Gentiles. Uh, he wraps up verse number 11, but we believe that through, through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we shall be saved even as they. So this ends the reading of the word. These are the last recorded uh, words of Peter in the book of Acts. Um, and then I pointed out that I find it highly significant that he says, we, the Jews, shall be saved even as they, the Gentiles. And I think Peter was acknowledging that a dispensational change was indeed taking place, uh, that eventually the Jews would be saved the same way as the Gentiles under the gospel of grace that the Apostle Peter was obviously not the Apostle Paul was sharing at this point. Um, and then notice in verse number 12, um, then all the multitude, then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas Paul declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. This is Paul, Peter, I mean Paul and Barnabas after Peter finishes, they interject, give one more thought in regards to what God is indeed doing among the Gentiles. And then James takes over from this point forward in verse number 13. And after they had held their peace, that being Peter, James, or Peter, Paul, and uh, Barnabas, uh, James answered and said, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Um, and he says, um, Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a, a people for his name. Now notice, after they held their peace, that referring to Peter, Paul, and Barnabas, uh, James, now this is the half-brother of Jesus who wrote the epistle of James, and I believe that he had already written it by this time. Um, that can be debatable, but um, he is apparently the moderator of the meeting. And he answered and said, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. And now he's going to begin to recount Peter's... Um, story in regards to Cornelius. And he says, Simeon here, which is Simon Peter, hath declared how God at the first did indeed visit the Gentiles to take of them a people for his name. Now, no, no doubt, as we've studied the book of Acts, we have seen that the first Gentiles to be offered salvation was at the mouth of Peter um, in Acts chapter number 10, and that was Cornelius and those who were with him. And understand, context is key here. James is not talking about Paul's ministry but further elaborating on Peter's in regards to the conversion of Cornelius. Notice, Simon has declared how God at first did visit the Gentiles. And, of course, he's referring to chapter number 10. Now, um, let's see some new territory here. Verse number 15. And to this agree the words of the prophets, as it's written. Now James is going to reach back into the Old Testament, and he's going to show prophetically that this was supposed to happen. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written, after this I will return 
and will build again the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up, that the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles, upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord that doeth these things. Now, so to back up uh, what he is getting ready to say, he quotes from Amos, an Old Testament prophet. Um, he is simply saying that it has always been God's plan to reach the Gentiles through the Jews. And that, to me, is where so many in the church today just get it, get confused. God, the church, the body of Christ, was not necessarily plan A. <laughs> it was plan B. Now, God's sovereign, God foreknew, God, you know, all of that. But plan A was to reach the Gentiles with the Jews, okay? And he goes back into the Old Testament to prove this. He, he quotes from Amos 9, verses 11 and 12, In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen, and I will close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old. He is referring to the kingdom here. That they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the heathen which are called by my name. That would be the Gentiles who are called by his name, saith the Lord that doeth this. So Amos is speaking of the kingdom, which chronologically should have happened after Pentecost. The, at Pentecost, the kingdom was offered. Had it been accepted, Daniel's 70th week would have commenced. There's no way around Daniel's 70th week. It had to happen. I mean, the clock, the, 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 the timer started in, in Daniel chapter number 9 when, when the angel told him 400, 490 years are determined for your people and 483 of those years, the, the Messiah will come. But, and he will be cut off. That's 483 years. The timer should have just kept moving on. They should have accepted uh, their Messiah. They should have accepted the offer of the kingdom, but they didn't. Had they, Amos 9, 11 through 12, we would have rolled right into the kingdom and God would have used the Jew to reach the Gentile. And then notice in Amos 9, 12, um, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the heathen which are called by my name. That's the Gentiles. This should have happened during the kingdom period. But the Jewish people rejected the kingdom. Therefore, God had to come up with another way to reach the Gentile. And he did that by raising up the Apostle Paul and postponing the kingdom and presenting the gospel of grace. Um, and then notice Acts 15, 17. Uh, Peter, that I'm, I want to show you just something that's kind of unique here. In Amos 9.12, notice he says that they may possess the remnant of Edom. Now here in Acts 15.17, we see that the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles. So here in Amos, it says that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the heathen. Same thing, but... The difference is, one says the residue of men, 
and the other says the remnant of Edom. What's going on there? Amos says the remnant of Edom. James says the residue of men. Why would he do that? They do not appear to be the same, but they are. Edom and Adam are the same Hebrew word. Okay, James seems to have quoted it the correct way, or at least in our English translation. The residue or remnant of Adam or the remnant of mankind. Okay, that's what um, it actually says. The residue or the remnant of mankind. So it would be that they may possess the remnant of Adam or the remnant of mankind and of all the heathen which are called by my name. Either way, James is speaking about the kingdom. And then notice in uh, verse number 18, known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. In other words, he is saying here that either way, through the preaching of the kingdom under Peter, or through the preaching of grace under Paul, God knows what he's doing, and the Gentiles are going to be reached. They were supposed to have been reached under plan A. The Gentile, the Jews should have accepted their Messiah at the offering in Pentecost. And the tribulation, the kingdom would have come, and the the Jew would have went to the remnant of Adam, uh, went to the heathen. Um, but they did not. So now through the preaching of grace under Paul, the same thing is going to be accomplished. So James is simply saying, Known unto God are all of his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore? Therefore, he's concluding, the Gentiles are still going to be reached. My sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles have turned to God. Now, James gives his summation about what needs to be done in regards to the Gentiles that came to faith. Unfortunately, not under their, under their teaching, not under their program, but under the grace program. It is obvious from what he says in the next verses that he's referring to Gentiles who come to faith through the grace gospel because it is all about them not having to keep the law. And if any man could speak on this matter, it was James, considering I believe that he had already written his epistle, the book of James, to the kingdom believers that required them to keep the law from the very first verse to the very last verse. But now Paul, now, now James, just like Peter, and apparently the other 12, or the other 11, are under our understanding that God is going to reach the Gentiles another way. Instead of reaching them through the kingdom gospel, he is going to reach them through the grace gospel. Very interesting. So I don't want to take these lessons more than 10 to 15 minutes. Because like I said yesterday, my Sunday morning messages are running like an hour and 15 minutes now. So I want to keep these to about 10, 12, no more than 15 minutes each time. So, all right, guys, next time we get together, um, we're going to see 
that James um, is going to make some recommendations in regards to how to proceed um, as, as Paul and Barnabas go out and continue to preach this gospel to these Gentiles. He's going to make some recommendations of things that they need to abstain from, they need to stay away from, and we'll talk about what they were and why he most likely made these recommendations. So, well, God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.